0: listening to the punisher water Fowls, the union zero 430 podcast brought to you by real geese decoys the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market and vortex canada the force of optics
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 121. Yep, we're still counting, and we're going to keep counting, so suck it if you don't like it. Um, that's just the way it friggin' rules around here, all right? So episode 121, got a couple good lads on with us from southern Ontario tonight, a um, couple good friends that have uh, been hunting with us uh, a couple times now and uh, got to hang out and, and have a couple pops with uh a couple times, so uh, I thought, you know what? Let let's bring them on where they can uh, bring us back down, with our heads out of the clouds, and and level us out a little bit. So, um, so we've got Trevor Davidson um, coming to us from Hagersville, Ontario, and Mitch, where are you? Stony Creek. Oh, on I'm the border so- of
2: Stony Creek, Stony Creek Hamilton, but I tell everyone Stony Creek. It sounds okay. better.
1: Yeah, 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 The home of for the home of Forty Creek, right? Is Stony Creek? yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm about 10, 10 minutes from there.
1: Yeah. So home of Forty Creek whiskey. And then of course we've got Mark coming to us from his new home in Nova Scotia. Um, Ryan is um probably who knows what Ryan's doing. Um, if it's not building a patio or chasing birds he's hanging out with his son or god knows what he's doing um and dave is doing another podcast with uh new canoe so uh he won't be on with us tonight so um unfortunately for all of you millions and millions of listeners you've got just the four of us tonight um so it should be a pretty good laugh and in case anybody's wondering, I've cracked into a bottle of black rum and there's usually no good that comes out of that. Um, so we'll we'll get on with it. Um, first off, fellas, thanks so much for coming on. I know uh, I asked you the other night or there last week and you just were like, well, what is it? What's it about? What are we going to talk about? And I'm like, eh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll just shoot the shit and, and see where it goes. Um, we'll be all over the place. There'll be a few tangents, I'm sure. And uh but it'll be entertaining, no doubt. And Absolutely. for those that are listening and not watching, you need to see Merck's shirt because it is one of the best shirts you'll ever see. On it, it says, I love seals roasted with gravy. It's by Suck it, Greenpeace. <laughs> I seen a thing, uh I seen a thing today. Uh, it was on Instagram or something, and uh, it was a a post from Peta, and it was something about um, the animal can't can't talk, and you chose to to take its life. Please stop, please stop hunting. And this this lady writes back, and she goes, "I want to thank you, uh, Peta, for for bringing to my attention just how cruel." these farms are and these these places where they're raising chickens and all of this stuff. So after I had seen you make this post, PETA, I made the conscious decision that I'm going to source my own field, my own food for my family. And uh, so now so I'm a hunter because of you, PETA. So suck <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought it was good. And and whoever it was that posted, it said best response ever. And I don't think you could get a better response than that just to throw it right back in their face that, Hey, listen, you, you are the reason why I'm a hunter because you, you have shown me some of the cruelties and, and realities of what's going on in these, these firms and stuff like that. So it's awesome. It's good.
0: The caveat to all that is the majority of firms are not cool.
1: No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> no, that's right. The majority of them is not cruel, cool. but, but even still, um, ninety percent of the ones that's operating, people are oblivious to how these operations actually conduct business day in and day out, right? Like they are, it's like the magical fucking fairy drops off food to the grocery mart, uh, grocery store, and you just go out and you pick up your meat and and that's it, right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly.
2: That's that's like a post my aunt sent me. It was a deer getting interviewed. And it says, I think we got a pretty good chance this season. The average hunter is getting older and millennials think meat comes from stores. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. That's good. I like I mean, that. Yeah.
2: I mean,
0: God bless her heart, but that's what I say to my mom every time she says, How can you do that to those poor birds? I said, Don't worry, mom, you just keep getting your meat made in the supermarket. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> um, But Trish is the same way. So uh, first off, I got to back up. Mark, you know about the deer that's been on my property that I've I've been keeping an eye on for two years. And this year I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to get them this year. Anyways, fella down the road got them on uh, Tuesday. Beautiful. Ah. Just beautiful, beautiful animal. Anyways, um, Trish is tickled pink because now I don't have to go now i'm not going to go shoot the deer but trish's and trish is my wife um she's not she doesn't think that you know there's a magical fairy that drops meat off to the to the supermarket but she's got this in her head that she doesn't want us harvesting meat on her property which i'm like that's why i bought the property so i didn't have to go somewhere else harvest meat and she, Jasmine. yeah and she's like well, i didn't know that and i'm like why do you think i'm buying apples why do you so when mark left and moved to nova scotia he showed up here one day um a couple of weeks before he left and dropped off two deer stands and they're just out by the garage and my wife comes by one day and she was like what's those what's that down by the garage i was like oh nothing don't worry about it And she was like, no, seriously, what is it? And I was like, "Uh, it's uh, tree stands. You know, it gets me to look like, why why do you want tree stands? And I'm like, you don't want to know. Of
2: course.
1: Yeah, it's for standing in a tree. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, I digress. Anyways, I'm not going to get my deer. And haven't had any geese in my... uh, on my property in over a week, not one.
0: Oh, you haven't had a push of birds through then? No. And you shot all the other ones out of there?
1: Well, no, I didn't shoot them all out of there because um, I'm going to say it was on a Tuesday night. No, it was a Wednesday night. Jason Sear and I went in and we we took out 10. Um, The next night was Thursday. I had done the show. Uh, but before I come into the garage to, to start everything up, there was, I'm going to say there was a good 150, 175 birds in there. But then as I'm doing the show, it's just piling in. I can hear them flying over, right? And it's piling in. The next morning, they were gone and they haven't been back since. So we we lost them. I think we're starting to see a few birds now, nothing crazy to get. Excited about, but I do think birds are starting to pile in. Um, but the weather that I read today is saying that southern Ontario is still in for the these temperatures for another week and a half. Yeah. You, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? We were so, we were like
2: what 20 degrees today? Like, we, like were 18, was, we were eighteen.
1: Yeah. We were 18 here today. So crazy. So for our American friends, that's around 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So um it's it's just not conducive to uh good good bird hunting i was talking to a friend um in wisconsin and he was saying that he uh he was hunting in in a in a grinder jacket uh that was all he was wearing he said he's never done that in wisconsin before and i said yeah it's the same here in ontario man and uh, his response was everybody else in North America and North America is loving these warm temperatures, except waterfowl hunters we're the only ones that are, that are pissed about, pissed about the warm temperatures. Yeah.
0: Same down here. Is it? Uh, it's 20, 20, 22, 22, 22. That's next four days. Wow. Then it Drops down to nine and 10 for a couple, for a couple days. And then warming back up mid teens again for, and that's over the next 10 days. Wow.
2: I think I think in the next the next five days for me, it looks like Tuesday is gonna be the coldest, and that's eight degrees. <laughs> Twenty-one, wow. seventeen, fifteen, eight. And today was eighteen, twenty degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: great. And and same with you eh, ref.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: We're basically identical weather.
1: Um but then what I read today is that they're saying um the second half of November we should we should be getting um, much more colder temperatures so not there yet know. yeah well and it is it is meteorologist right the best job in the world you can be wrong every <laughs> fucking day and Half not get day. fired <laughs> you know like amazing what amazing job fuck i i should have been a meteorologist <laughs> yeah a lot less stress so well, <fair>.
0: At my, my, well, in Petawawa when I was there, we had this uh, person there, we called him the Weather Witch, and uh, every now and again, you look outside what we call the bubble, where we used to service aircraft, and they'd be standing out, looking at the sky.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Looking at, and I'm looking out there, and it's like, I don't see a cloud anywhere, it just
1: blue. <laughs> and they're
0: there for a good 20 minutes.
1: Really? Staring at the
0: sky. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Okay,
1: Megan, what are you doing? Yeah, what, looking the at the fuck? weather patterns, looking at yeah. the weather patterns.
3: Boom.
1: Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No clouds, nothing to judge, nothing on, just a bluebird day. <laughs> wow, yeah. 20 minutes. Okay. They got paid for that. I mean, they get paid all day long,
0: but they got paid to do that
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Um, I did want to touch on this because it's really exciting news. Well, exciting. For Punisher Waterfowl. I'm not sure how exciting it is for everybody else in the world, but it's pretty exciting for us um, that uh, last night. So, Wednesday, the 2nd of November, uh, the Toronto Sportsman Show finally dropped a promotional video for uh, the refuge that uh, Punisher Waterfowl is bringing to the Toronto Sportsman Show. Uh, I'm not getting into who's coming with us because I'm going to let them make that announcement on their own. that should be coming within the next couple of weeks. Uh, they'll, they'll start chiming in on who's coming and, and, and what they're bringing and all that good stuff. So, um, but um, Mitch, I know, and Tred, you were at the show last year too, weren't you? I know Mitch was, yeah. Um, I,
2: I want, I want a dozen decoys off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. For Phil's, Phil's 18 and a half foot boat.
1: <laughs> right. That the was qu-
2: the answer. <laughs> but <That's>
1: um, <laughs> what'd you say?
3: The legendary boat.
1: Wow. <laughs> did you listen to last week's episode?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah did you hear like I was gonna text him? I like you know, six six gallon bucket, eighteen. He's compensating for something. Yeah, did you, you know, listen to it, Mark?
1: <laughs> did you no? So so uh we're talking about the Yeti buckets and, and stuff like this, right? Ryan has a Yeti bucket, I've got a Yeti bucket now. And, and we're saying like, they're just, they're just regular. They're not just regular five gallon buckets. They're a little bit tougher than that, but, um, but at the end of the day, it's a five gallon bucket. Right. And Phil's like, well, I got a bucket too, but it's, it's, it's a six gallon bucket. And, and of course, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 18 and a half foot boat, six gallon bucket. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking camera (laughs) lens is bigger than everybody else's. Um, You know, God love him, 20. and and he shoots a he shoots a twenty gauge. He shoots um, twenty. Him and him well, and Dave it's were 28, shooting it's, the twenty eight. Twenty eight now. Yeah, twenty
2: eight now. I I witnessed it. It works. It. But works. I don't
1: think he. I don't think he shoots uh much of the twenty eight. I think he like. No. I think twenty is his is his gig, um, and he'll go down to the twenty eight. But I told him I'm like, the twenty eight is the six point five more of shotguns. And uh, I don't think he liked that too much. But uh, <laughs>
2: no, no. But for any for anyone doubting the twenty eight gauge, I witnessed it thirty yards, one shot. sounded like a pea shooter, but it dropped a goose. Yeah, like easily. Yeah,
1: easily. there's always there's always that magic pellet. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's always that magic pellet. Well, I tell you, um, you seen it. Mitch, when, uh, when we were at the goose camp down with Logan and, and Phil savvy, um, what are you shooting? Trev? Are you shooting a 12 or a 20? 12, 12, buddy. One of the nicest shots I had ever fucking seen. We, <laughs> we, we dump on, on a flock of geese and one, uh, we hit it. It goes down, but it's still standing up. I send Lander, um, and of course, as soon as Lander breaks out of the corn, this goose starts to fly away. So I walk like I'm this is all happening simultaneous, right? I'm coming out of the corn to, with Lander. Lander's leaving. The goose stands, uh, starts to get up and fly away. Trev comes from my right, puts his hand across my chest and says, get back, pushes me back into the corn. This goose is flying, flying, flying. And then all I hear is boom trev's shot and the goose is in the fucking corn like it flew into the corn into the stocks and i'm like there's no fucking way he hit that goose there's no way he had enough time sure shit we sent lander down him and lander went down and fucking got the goose so it was a real nice <laughs> shot Thank you. Was... <laughs> he's, he's,
2: he's usually he's usually our cleanup crew when we all hunt
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so what, so what's happening down in your area there right now? So like you guys are down in Southern Ontario. So, you know, like Niagara, you know, Buffalo, New York, that's the kind of area where you guys are, um, you know, what are you guys seeing down there? Are you seeing any birds or like did everything push out and now we're waiting for that new push of birds to come in?
3: Yeah. So once all this weather started happening, well, not happening. A yeah. lot of the birds kind of, fucked off or lack of a better term mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of our beans and corn weren't cut yet, right away right like we're just starting to get the rest of the beans done now okay a lot of corn still standing right now
0: really and,
3: yeah we're, we're starting to get oh, yeah. some more birds but it's not where it needs to be yet
1: oh yeah. i don't think we've got any crop right now yeah i'm getting no it i'm pretty sure everything is off right now like there might there might be a little bit of corn kicking around for some silage but um like beans are all gone yep
2: yeah not not by us like i i i posted with uh i posted on instagram last week and i took my son out scouting he wanted to go try to find a spot to go hunt and hopefully we're gonna ask for permission didn't didn't get a chance to but I'm driving around going, there's still corn, there's still beans, there's still beans, you know, and he, and he's going, where's the geese? Where's the geese? We drove by the, we drove by the river, which isn't too far from Trev and I've seen the geese there and it's like, okay, but it's all private property where I got to come through. And the usual spot I hunt is, Got a lot of public hunters and and sky blasters if you want to yep. call them that. Yeah. <laughs> you know they take yep. they take the nice 100, 100, 150 yard shot. <laughs> Big time. Try to drop a goose and so it's it's tough it's tough but today I, like I work I work about a half an hour from my house and out, out towards Oakville Toronto area and there's a pond just behind all these houses and it's like filled with geese but really? the last week they they've just filled. Pond. Pond field. That could field, be resident pond, that could and, be
1: resident birds yeah. too, eh, Mitch. And and that's all it is. That's
2: that's literally all I've
1: seen. Yeah. Mark down where you guys are, because I know now, like over the last few years, uh, I shouldn't say few, maybe the last couple years, um you're starting to see a lot more geese uh than historically what you had seen down the rage. It's usually always good for good for ducks but geese seem to be piling in there pretty good now um i know you guys actually that's really good um talk about that hunt you guys did this week and if if you don't mind because i fucking would have paid a lot of money to been able to to come down and be part of that hunt i mean this hunt that's the one right there so nate nate the great Wearing his wearing his Punisher Took and and Ryan, um, that was Nate's first hunt, right?
0: Yeah, that's the first time he's been out on a hunt. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah,
1: thumbs up. And, uh, yep. So there was there was
0: myself and Sean, uh, Ryan's buddy. Yeah, and uh, and Ryan. Ryan didn't bring a gun. He just had Nate there, so Ryan was yep. taking care of Nate. Yep. So we only shot a two-man limited geese, which which is a great morning. So. Yeah. You can see the ten geese, and then we got a couple of bonus ducks. We had, we did have a, a, a earlier flock of ducks that we got none out of because some people couldn't keep their keeping their shooting lane when they were um, you know I mean, mm. but uh, yeah, no, that was a that was a wicked hunt. Like we brought Nate out, we set him up, we had everything. We had I had extra hand warmers and things like that. We poked him in his boots, we put him in his pockets, and and we had snacks and food and everything. And, and uh, we had uh, air defenders for him because uh, yeah, he's young and and he's like Damien. He's protects hearing, yeah, and doesn't want to end up like Damian.
1: That's a good good call, <laughs> Nate. I yeah. I think his dad probably had something to do with that. You don't want to end up like Damian. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good hunt, man. I, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't. I was not expecting to get birds. It was a kind of a traffic hunt. We flagged another field with a uh, Sean flagged. It was a scarecrow with a guy with a high vis shirt on yeah, and uh, put that out in the field and it, not a bird landed in that field. So that was great. But the yeah. thing was when you flag a field, you're traffic on, you're not, you're yeah. not on the X, right? So yeah. we, we were watching the majority of the birds bypassed our field, the majority. Yeah. Right. So a lot of, we've probably mm-hmm. seen four or 500 ducks and they headed off over that, over a cell tower over that way. And probably another six or 700 piece did not come towards our field. They went, they went to other fields, but uh, it was a great morning. Like I said, two of us limited out on geese. That was all we were going to shoot awesome. for geese, and, and we got a couple of bonus ducks. Normally, in the past, like say you say 10, 10, 12 years ago, or even less time, that would be the reverse. It would be a yeah. dozen ducks and a couple of bonus geese if you were yeah. lucky. And yeah, and all the ducks
1: and all the ducks would have been black ducks.
0: Uh, a good yeah. yeah. At one point, the limit here was six black ducks per person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's back down to four now, which is still a lot of black ducks. But yeah, there's is. a lot more black ducks down here than there is in Ontario.
1: Right yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to switch it. So I just I didn't get to get into all the comments um, because I come home. We were out doing a, fixing up the firm, the property there for when the winter. So I didn't get to get into the comments too much. But somebody had put a post up on Facebook um today i and i love these dudes man because they're awesome they just they say they just say what's on their fucking mind and and then they deal with it right um so this dude just just puts on facebook and he was like loving all these new ontario waterfowl guides out there and as soon as i seen that i was like oh boy here we go yeah and and fellas are Chiming in, right? Uh just keep scrolling. Why don't you have something positive to say and all this stuff, right? And so I, I'm very torn on this on this topic, right? Because I see it as though, you know what, there's a dude. Um Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not fucking working. I I don't know what his what his story is. I don't know what his deal is. Maybe he doesn't have a fucking job. But and he's got access to some property and he can take some people out and guide for him and is putting some money in his pocket. Um, I see that side of it and I'm like good for him. Then on the other side of it, I see um the local guys and and one fellow had made this this comment. He was like, "Listen, I live." outside so down in your area mitch like outside of hamilton um i live in this area there's very little agricultural uh land out there and trying to get permission on it is is heard um and now um i gotta compete with a guide on top of that that's that's and again now that's bringing people in that are probably not the most experienced hunters sky blasting taking shots that You know, not having the patience and stuff and and generally um, screwing it up for everybody. Right. But but I am kind of torn on it because. Listen, like fucking guys need to make money like they need to put food on their table. They need to they need to pay their fucking bills. Then on the other hand, I see the local guys side of it and they're like, listen, like you're not you're not. You're not a guide because you're not paying taxes. You're not paying your taxes. You're not insured. You're not this. You're not that. You, you know what I mean? So it, it's a very. I, I really don't know which side of the fence I, I, I'm i on on this. But yeah, yeah that's. Just, that's
2: oh,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Go, ahead, go no, you go Trev because you know you're probably going to say the exact same thing I'm going to say about it's, you know, yeah, go ahead,
3: <laughs> Stuart for the sport you're going to teach the guy taken out to be the right hunters. But not all of them are doing that, right? You're going to have a lot of them skyblasting and just continuing on that problem that we've all had, right? Like It just it ruins other people's hunts, yada, yada. And I feel bad for the people they're taking out because they're not actually learning how, you, how to behave, how to hold yourself, how to ask for permission and do it the right way, Right
1: mark what's your thoughts
0: there there, there's reputable outfitters everywhere yeah right everywhere and i guess as as experienced people you're out you're gonna have people ask hey can i come hunting with you you're like well i already hunt with a group of guys and there's a lot of us there's extra people we always got to bring along i suggest for your first hunt maybe you could uh, book an outfitter and try that out if you can if i can't get you out you're guaranteed to get out you're gonna learn learn a lot and then recommend a reputable outfitter to them uh i've noticed in my time in ontario the good outfitters stick around mm-hmm. the, the uh we'll call them sketchier uh, those with ulterior motives uh, those kinds like that they they get seen fairly quickly and word spreads fast the only ones who end up supporting them are close friends and uh th- those those will come and go yeah. Right? Or they'll come. They'll come and go in different names.
1: Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Changing their name every every couple of years.
1: Yeah, but I hear it. The, that.
0: the reputable, reputable ones are the ones that stick around, and, and uh, as long as you we the rest of the community supports them, then then things will keep going. They don't. Well, they don't always go smoothly the best way, but things will sort themselves out over time. Uh, Ontario unlike any other province in Canada has more pressure on their, on their bird population and more hunting pressure and and more competition than any other province. It's nuts. Ontario is for, for the amount of hunters. There's more birds killed here, here than out West. Think about that. There's more birds killed in Ontario than Saskatchewan or Alberta. Think of right? passing through Saskatchewan and Alberta.
1: Is that right, Mark?
0: Yeah, but just thinking of the birds passing yeah. through us, that's the volume of hunters here compared yeah. to out there, right?
3: Right.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow.
1: Oh, so I, that's a stat I've never—not a stat, but like that's that's something I've never heard. I've never heard anybody say. I believe it because um, I would say, is this. It would be good to have somebody from out west on here right now to ask this question, but maybe you guys can give your uh, educated guesses too. But I would think that eighty percent of the birds that shot out west are probably from Americans that are that are traveling north of the border. That's coming up with guides, right? Because most of the people that live out west, they're too busy fucking working. Right, like they're working the fields. Um, they're not hunting. The last thing they're going to do is sit in the goddamn field that they've been plowing and, and working every goddamn day. So, um, yeah, fuck. I never thought about it. But Ontario. The same yeah.
0: Concept is in the in America. It's the same concept as down there. Which state do you think? Yeah. Has the most birds killed? It's, it's not one of those ones you see on all these hunting videos. No, no. It, definitely not. It's California.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like Just because like, of the sheer law, volume. It's not yeah. even
0: close. It's California. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who goes to California as a Water valley destination?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard somebody. I don't know if it was on. I don't know if it was recorded on this show or if it was said after uh, when we had stopped recording. But someone had said. On said to me that it's not as as easy as a hunt as it used to be down in Arkansas anymore and Louisiana. Like you, those days of of flooded timber and going in and just putting a beat down on greenheads, those days aren't the same anymore. That was Eric. Oh, was it?
0: Yeah, I think that was Eric.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so so things are changing, and, and, and you know. Shit, we. I want to stop because I want to get back to this guide thing. (laughs) I really do. I want to get back to this guide thing, and I want to. So, here, here's a here's an opinion, and and tell me what you think about this. So, Canadian hunters, um, or let's say Ontario hunters, because I don't want to speak for everybody in Canada, but Ontario hunters. They're not going to spend. So you look at a guy like um, Dave Roy that got St. Lawrence Outfitters going and Luke Shurters that have wing feathers. And there's a couple more really good guides here in Ontario. Right. So they have their websites. They have their their operation up and running and, and they're doing their fucking thing. Now, I can just imagine that every day of the season, those guys get probably 20 or 30 fucking emails a day saying, what's what's your rates? right? You with me so far? So, um, I don't know what the rates are, but let's say, let's say it's $300 a gun. I I would think that's probably around what it is for, for St. Lawrence or wing feathers. I would say $250, $300 a gun uh, per day. Now, because, and this is my opinion, Because Ontario hunters do not want to pay the money to go with these, what I, what I call the reputable hunters. Now the, the, and I'm not taking anything away from these, these fellows that are, that are just doing it and trying to put some money in their pocket. I'm not saying that, but if you're charging $150 a gun vice $250 a gun, does that make it even harder for the reputable guys to keep bringing in clients? Like, am I getting that? Am I getting my point across here? Because it seems like I'm not explaining I'm, it well enough.
2: No, I'm, I'm hearing it. What you're saying is if more guys are going to want to pay cheaper to go for that quick hunt, then go pay 300 bucks for a reputable guy.
1: But I, I guess what at I'm... It, But the point that I'm trying to get at is that if you're only going to charge $150 a gun or $100 a gun, then I don't think there's a ton of expectations that can come with that. So if you're a hunter and you're paying $100 a gun, if you don't get any fucking birds, I don't think you have any right to absolutely lose your shit. Um no. do you know what I mean? No. But now if, no. if you're going to if you're going to St. Lawrence, let's say, and, and Dave listens to the show and, and Josh listens to the show, and I think they would agree with me too. If not, I'll fucking hear about it because they'll send me a message. But <laughs> if if those guys are charging, so let's say St. Lawrence is charging $250 a gun. Um if they don't get any birds. I think there's a a lot more expectation and stress put on those guys as opposed to the $150 gun guide. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, okay.
2: Because you think, like, if I was to go and pay, like, I'm expecting that guy to be scouting for at least a few days before I'm
1: getting- 100%. 100%. He's got to be scouting. Let's
2: take Goose Camp, for example, we did. Yeah. You guys put on. Logan said what in two days he he filled his tank up on his yeah. big truck yeah. three four times like, yeah he was scouting and we shot birds like, yeah
1: that's right that's
2: that's, yeah. that's it
1: yeah no very good point like if you're paying if you're paying premium dollar then then you expect that dude to be or or lady whoever's the guide whoever's doing the but you're expecting them to be beating the asphalt and and 100%. running the running the county roads to find fucking birds. Uh, and, you know, the few I haven't got a ton of experience with guides, but the experience I do have with guides is that it's usually dark before you meet the guides because they're out scouting and they come into the hotel or wherever it is you're staying straight from a scout and And that's when they say, "Okay, I just seen four hundred birds, five hundred birds. This is where we're going tomorrow. This is how we're gonna set up. I'll meet you here tomorrow. I'm tired. I gotta get something to eat. um, I'll meet you here tomorrow and and we'll call her a day there that that's I think that, that's my I think that experience. I, I I mean the weekend was a blur, but I think
2: that happened with, with <laughs> Logan. <laughs> yeah, But yeah. I blinked, and the weekend was over. I was a little upset, but I think mm. that's happened with Logan and and Savvy. I don't think we met them. Like we may have quickly met them. Trevor yeah. and I on yeah. Friday. I think I don't. I yeah. don't remember. Well, it was more like hey to hey to everyone else, and it was like yeah, it was Logan quick because Logan thirty.
1: Yeah, no, because Lo- the first night Logan myself and Phil we went to scout. Uh, so yeah, it would have been it would have been a quick hello, um, and yeah. then we took off, and, and it, was, it was probably 9.30 before we came back, right? It was, it was dark. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I'm just – Mark, what do you think?
0: Uh, I've seen it in the past where some people – a reputable um, guide or outfitter will – if there's no birds around, he'll cancel
1: Yeah, yeah, that's another good point, too. Yeah,
0: if he doesn't have birds. Cancel and refund, usually, or offer another date. Yeah. Right? I see that. I see see more... A non-reputable outfitter will will take you out knowing he has no birds and say, oh, the birds are here or something.
1: Right. I see more now, Um, just because I, you know, fuck, everybody's got to make a living, right? So... The way the thing I see more often than not now is is the guy will say, "Listen, um, come back. Um, we'll do another hunt. Uh, no refund, but come back. We'll do another hunt. I'll give you another hunt and and make it that way, right? Um, yeah. as opposed to to handing the cash back over or whatever. Um, yeah. so yeah, so good point. A reputable hunter, yeah. Uh, because I I remember a couple years ago, Mark, we were going to go down with Dave Roy. And and he had said, don't even bother. we were going down for snows and he was like, don't yep. even bother. They're not yep. even here. Just hmm. save me the headache of trying to have to fucking find them and save you the headache of spending money and, and being pissed off because you just spent a pile of money and you didn't shoot any birds. Exactly. No, nobody wins on that on, in that situation, yeah. right? I mean, It happens at
0: West all the time. Everything freezes up and the birds move out and they just cancel hunts. Then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So here I am talking the." So I'm, yeah, talking to Daryl Gilbert right now, and I'm like, I want to come out. Um, I want to go out when when the lodge shuts down, right? Um, but it's such a gamble because obviously they're, they're a business. They're trying. They're gonna fucking get. They're gonna have clients in right till the very last moment, right till the max. And when when they're not taking any more clients, it's a gamble. Then. Cause you could go out and you and it's it's out west, man. Like it can turn on you like it on like that. It could be a complete freeze up and not a fucking bird around. So you just went out there and there's no birds to hunt. So yeah, it, it's it it's nuts, man. Um, but yeah. I, I just thought it was it, it, it's a polarizing topic. Um, fellas get on on Facebook and stuff like this, and and sure, some fellas probably just do it just to get a fucking get a kick going and, and troll them a bit, but, um, you I gotta
0: guarantee you there, there's a good chunk of the community that can't stand having outfitters around where they hunt.
1: Oh no. 100%. You, you know,
0: that's the mindset on, on people, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that, and that's a number of things. Well, it's more competition. There's some, there's a little bit of jealousy in there. Um, and then there's a little bit of, well, fuck, I can't get a piece of property now. Cause that dude's got it all locked up. Um, Hey, welcome to fucking capitalism. Like,
2: you know, like that's just
1: that's that's life, dude. Like if you want the fucking property like these guides, um, these guides are paying, paying for their property. Right. Like very few uh, are are getting these fields that are the kindness of a farmer's hurt. Right. Yeah. Especially when the farmer finds out that they're guiding. I make money off it, right? Oh, so,
0: yeah. yeah, but some people think a, a card and a box of chocolates is enough, right?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, and that's another... Well, I always get to farmer stuff. What do you give? Well, you know, Christmas, I give them a card and a box of chocolates and a thank you note. Eh, it's not really putting any fucking food on the table for them, you know? Um,
0: not, not if you're making money off those fields. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly, right? So, um, <laughs> so when you got fellas, um, When you got fellas paying to lock down a field, do it (laughs) suck for guys like me? Yeah, sucks for guys like me, but I'm not going to go off. I'm not going to take my ball and go home. Um, That's just the way it is. I could have had the field if I want to pay the money. I just don't want to fucking pay the money. (laughs) You don't want to pay the money. (laughs) Yeah, like I just don't want to pay the money, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to fucking chastise or, or hold a grudge against some dude that's That's trying to make a living for himself, and he's paying for the field. Not at all. That's that's life. Uh, If you don't like it, well, you know, I I I really don't know what to tell you. There's there's no advice really, other than sucks to be you, I guess. Pay pay for your fields. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Pay for your
1: fields. (laughs) Pay for your fields, or or fuck, I don't know. Like put in a a little bit. What's that?
0: A good example is Maryland. Yeah. The property in Maryland is leased. Yeah. Or, or owned by family. It's either leased or owned by family. So every single field, there were there was no exceptions. Every field down there had a box blind in it in the middle of the field. And there was a pile of shitty ass. Uh I don't know, use the term, there are good silhouettes, and then there were a pile of shitty ass homemade silhouettes around every
1: yeah, half, every one down there. Half radial <laughs> tires.
3: <laughs> Just where you are in maryland isn't it
1: no Sorry? Th- you you cut off at the beginning there Trev, say it again buddy
3: right isn't it like a one or two bird limit in some of those areas in maryland oh yeah it, it was two. two when i was there but
1: it's probably one, it's on one now so jeff Coates was on here um a while ago and because i've often wondered that right like like they're on the atlantic flyway so There's got to be a fucking ton of birds that's flying over Maryland, right? But what Jeff Coates explained to me, and Jeff listens to the show, so I'm sure he'll tell me if I get this wrong, but they do their numbers. So Maryland gets its numbers from one area in Quebec. So whatever the hatch, whatever the... The population is saying for that one area in Quebec, that's what they got, that's what they wow. decide what their bag limit is. Jeff, please, um, if I totally screwed that up, let me know. Um, and I'll I'll retract that. But I'm pretty sure that's what he said. It it all comes from this one area in Quebec, and that is where they they base their bag limit off. I'm pretty crazy, and it is crazy because if you think the Atlantic, so like Jesus, Mark, like I would think James Bay that would come down into the Atlantic flyway, right?
0: Dude, we we talk about all these flyways, but there's a lot so much overlap,
1: yeah. yeah, That's what
0: birds are are going this way, birds are going this way. Well, birds are going this way, yeah. Uh,
1: actually, yeah, good (laughs) point because Jeff Coates is in PEI right now, and just this. Past week, they've shot two or three birds from fucking Greenland. One yes. from Denmark and two from Greenland.
0: And these same birds he's going to shoot out yes. when he goes back to Maryland.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: or maybe yeah, not. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like, that, I, that I
2: guess. That, that band he posted with Copenhagen, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome.
1: But then did you see the other goose that was a tarsal band? Um, it was oh. a tarsal, yeah, the, the neck band and then double yeah. leg bands i think yeah. like yeah. jesus go buy a lottery yeah. ticket yeah. Yeah. you know yeah, but uh, yeah like I, I don't know like these flyways i i get it right like um especially for us here in ontario cuz i think like we get we get the atlantic we're in the middle i think of the atlantic and and the mississippi um so like what flyway do we I don't think we have a flyway uh, that you could say that we're 100% a part of um, it. And and then, like, look at what's happening here. Like, I'm seeing crane now that I never, ever seen before. And you're seeing it even more. And like, I, I was tickled pink when I seen three down here. But then some guys are telling me down in Western Ontario, they're like, they're about a hundreds down there.
0: They're about a hundreds up around uh, Pembroke, up,
1: up around Pembroke, but then yeah. and then look at the snow geese. Snow geese are continually moving closer and closer and closer. Yeah. So do these fly, I, I'm not saying scrap the fucking flyways idea, but like you can't bank entirely on the the flyways. No. I guess is I, what I'm trying to say. Nah,
0: anyway, not a hundred percent, no.
1: Hold on, I just got a very important message from Eagle Hawk that I need to answer, and he's just asking me for uh my social insurance number. that's all
2: oh you yeah. give it you won! you won the trip you won the trip or yeah. whatever it is Sounds good
1: oh, give no, him actually, my-
2: yeah well like, <laughs> yeah you're saying you're saying about crane. And Trev, Trev and I, every summer, usually it's been every late summer, we go up to our buddy's trailer up in uh, close to Noelville, French River. And what, down that one road we we drive down, we see hundreds of cranes. And it's like, it's it's cool to see, like, you know, yeah. but they're starting to make their way and it, it's really cool to see.
1: Um, oh. Now that you brought that up, I think we need to bring this up um because Brian McRae, a uh, longtime listener of the show and has been on the show a few times. Brian McRae now is working for Delta Waterfowl as the government. I don't even know what his title is now. It's like, the intergovernment coordinator between Delta Waterfowl and and the government of Canada and and or like Wildlife Canada or whatever fuck handle that is, um, but Man. now <laughs> you know you get you get a guy you get a very educated smart um, dude like Brian McRae in. And we had uh, we had that Delta guy on before. I forget his name uh, now. And that's that's shocking that I forget his name is just not coming to me. His Um,
0: official term is director of government affairs for Canada.
1: Director of government affairs for Canada. Wow. That's a heavy title, man. Good for you, Brian, buddy. Uh, Proud of you and uh, can't wait. And. Just like the text, after you answer after you posted that you took that job, you need to come on the show now. I really need you to come on the show That's now. Your job is... <laughs> yeah, and give us and and give us some uh, give us some inside scoops because and and to get back to it, like what you're saying, Mitch is is these cranes. Like, are we gonna see a crane season in Ontario? I,
2: I, in my lifetime, in my lifetime, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly do. You, I do. It was do.
1: one bird. Well, and yeah, I, I think that's I'd what it would be, okay be right? I think that's yeah. what it would be. It would be one bird. Like you can't, you I, I can't would, have a, a fucking, you know, uh, a
0: three man limit. you yeah, no, like, no, I would. I would
2: hours to shoot one. I would, I would sit out hours to shoot one. <laughs> uh, I can trying. remember,
1: I remember when we were out west. Um, so we, so Ryan and I went out with some other dudes one time, and when we were in Manitoba, we hunted crane. Um, We shot crane. And then when we got to Saskatchewan, the fellows were going to go do crane hunting again. And I looked at Ryan and I was like, I really don't want to go shoot crane. And he was like, yeah, I really care less about shooting crane. So him and I went with the guide and, and scouted that evening while the other fellows went and shot crane. I was like, Yeah, they've done it. Like I'm not, gonna sit down and watch these fucking pterodactyls like you think you can see geese coming from a mile away wait till you see these fucking things coming down on you like jesus the utter time zone you can watch these things flying in at you (laughs) fucking brutal but but they are a fun thing to hunt and and you know what um Maybe it's another thing that you know Ontario needs, and maybe maybe Ontario needs a, a, a few more species. Maybe the tourism, maybe getting people to come in Ontario to hunt more, um, with snow geese coming in, you know, on in the eastern side of Ontario right now. And then who knows what happens with the crane, and and then maybe maybe you start to see more guides showing up and and doing these kinds of hunts that's catering to crane snows. Um, Jesus, wait till well. I think swans is going to be so difficult because I think there's only one. I think there's there's one subspecies, right, of the swan that that you and the and to be able to tell the difference between them, it's it's extremely hard from what from what I've read. Like you know, but like I I can't tell the difference between them. Do you know what no. I mean? Like it, it's not an easy thing. So and I think that's the reason why uh, it's probably I mean, not going to happen. I
0: mean, swans are in Kingston, baby.
1: Tons, but they could be. There could be ten different subs, subspecies, for all I know. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a pile of swans around here, um, and they all look the same to me, but they're probably all different. I, I, I have no idea.
2: Over, I see hundreds going to work. Like. Yeah all on the, all on above the skyway like i drive over the skyway uh, over lake ontario and hamilton harbor and i see tons like i couldn't tell you what they,
1: <laughs> they're swans like that's, that's yeah that's, the that's what i mean right like uh, swans um yeah. like the, and and i don't know which one it is you're allowed to shoot down in the states i think it's the i think it's the mute that you're allowed to shoot right the trumpeter is the one that you can't shoot
2: yeah. i believe yeah
1: yeah i think that
3: we have a big uh, migration of them every spring, and it, they'll actually look like snow geese to a lot of guys. And uh, hopefully, not too many uh-huh. are going out. But,
1: well, there's um, always that one dude, and I don't know if it's fucking real or if it's, or if he's what? in some other place, but he, there's always that one dude every year is like, look what I got today. And there's this big Jesus fucking <laughs> swan. <laughs> yeah and then oh, somebody chimes somebody chimes in and goes, Uh, you shouldn't have shot that and then it disappears yeah. so yeah the, the post gets deleted real quick, Well, that's, yeah. that's
2: the that's the that's the ongoing joke with with trev me and uh and another buddy of ours, and we're sitting on the boat on the river. It's like we see a swan come in, we're just like, Oh snow goose, snow oh. goose snow oh goose. I call' them,
1: I always call' them the the rare uh giant snow goose.
2: Yeah, yeah and trev yelling at us trev going don't shoot don't shoot know, <laughs> but we just that's that's our running joke every time we go out <laughs> yeah
1: never fails Th- thanks trev thanks trev <laughs> um yeah anyways see i told you fellas nothing scripted we'll be <laughs> all over the well, place
2: I, I do. I was. I was
1: hoping Phil was going
2: to be here because I do want to edit what he said last week, last episode about Thor and running that 150 yards. I was there. It was closer to like 250, 300, and I got a picture of it. And Phil's standing there, and Thor is this tiny, tiny little dot in my frame. So it was a distance that that dog
1: ran. Well, I wasn't there. And from what I know of Phil, Phil never under-exaggerates. Oh, ever. That's, and that's, I know. And now, ever. Now that so, um, I think, there's...
2: I think for, he was just being humble.
1: Not in Phil's vocabulary, buddy. Not about his dog. <laughs> or, his <boat. laughs> or, or his boat. Or his photography skills. <laughs> Billy is not a humble dude. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm gonna hear about this too. Cause Phil oh, yeah. when he oh yeah, because when he gets on his days off, he, he puts the show up when he's fucking around at the house, he puts the show up on his TV and and watches it. So we'll hear about we'll yeah. all get a message. Well, the three of us, Mark didn't say nothing, but uh the three yeah. of us <laughs> will get a fucking message for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big time. In better, in better terms.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, boys, we're getting close to that sixty minute mark. So I think we'll uh we'll call her there and, and we'll get through the the formalities of ending the show, which usually always takes a couple extra minutes. Um so uh so with that, um fellas, thanks again so much for coming on. It was a good time, like it really was. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on. Um the invite is always there. All you got to do is reach out to us and and say, "Hey, listen, I'd uh, love to come on the show again." Because uh, I, I'll admit, I get tunnel vision sometimes, and I and I just the blinders come on, and I'm just head down going forward, and I don't look side to side. So, um, anytime you want to come back on, reach out and 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 we'll do it again. Uh, but we'll we'll go around the table and and give each and every one of you a, a a last minute. Um, but again. Um, for anybody that's listening, that's still listening, that hasn't fucking totally zoned us out yet. Um start making your plans for merch of 2023. Um, Trev and and Mitch, Mark was there with us last year when we, when we were down at the Toronto Sportsman Show. The common theme was that there was nothing there for waterfowlers. Dave and I We came up with this idea. We pitched it to the Toronto Sportsman Show. They jumped on board. They think it's a great idea. And if we want to see more and more representation and more and more content for waterfowlers, we need you to show up. And I know that it's asking you to spend your hard-earned money. And I know you may not really love it, but we need the support and the only way that we're going to succeed is, is by each and every one of you is coming out and helping us spread the word. So I'll leave it at that. Um, really hope. And, and this is only November. So you have got five more months of me, uh, propping up the Toronto sportsman show. So, um, start making your plans for March of 2023. Uh, and, uh, we'll have, we'll have a time. The beer first, first round to be on Trev. So, um, hope to see is on there. <laughs> Did you see his face when I said that? He was like,
2: oh, this is gonna hurt. Well Damien, I had a I had a puppers here in the fridge that I was gonna I was gonna drink tonight, but I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> it's been sitting in my fridge for months.
1: Yeah. It'll probably stay there forever.
2: I, I tried to pass it out to you, fast, but No one wanted it. No, no one wanted it. This is
1: horrible. <laughs> we are huge Letterkenny fans, but that puppers beer is horrible. <laughs> oh, horrible horrible um sorry trying to get my cigar going again so uh last word do you uh or Trev go for it buddy
3: uh it's great have, having me on guys I, I really appreciate it I've been a long time listener and I always thought it was kind of cool and I don't know if I'd actually necessarily want to but I'm glad I did and, yeah uh, yeah we gotta get out and get on some birds soon as far as I'm concerned
1: yeah, I think uh I think a late season trip down your way uh, is in order, Mark. Uh, you're more than welcome, buddy. But I know it's a bit of a jaunt for you.
2: Yeah, let's we'll see.
1: Yeah, um Mitch.
2: Yeah, I, I, same thing as Trev. I've, I've been a long time listener, and I, I got the message the other day from you, and sitting on the couch with the wife, and I go, I don't know if he's joking or not, and she goes, "We'll do it, do it, do it," yeah. and and. So I, I came on and, and I really appreciate the uh,
1: the opportunity to come on here and, and thanks again. Yeah. Well, you ain't got to thank me, buddy. You're, you're saving me. You're giving you're coming on and being a guest and someone else that uh, we can talk to besides me and Merck, because we'll just talk about Newfie shit. No one will have a word. No one will have an idea of what the fuck we're saying or what we're talking about. So um, you just saved the millions and millions of listeners of listening to two Newfoundlanders go off for an hour. Mark,
0: uh, I'm going to start with uh, for anyone thinking about the Toronto Sportsman show. It's not technically in like Toronto Metro for anyone who wants to go to this thing. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of between Toronto and Brampton. It's just outside the airport area. Uh, it's not that hard to get to just take the major highways get off on a couple little roads near there. Um, there's lots of parking lots of hotels around as per in that area. Uh, it's it's not a hard thing to do. Yeah. You got to put a little money aside to go. And once you go in there, you probably want to spend a few bucks, but it, it, I don't think other than gas, when we went last year, Damien, it wasn't, well, Punisher spent money. Cause I threw out all your stickers to every single person that walked by and uh, Vor- Vortex and, 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 uh, Real Real Geese Geese. and, uh, those companies helped out as well. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you want to, you can, you can spend a couple thousand dollars. It's entirely up to yourself, but it wasn't that expensive.
1: <laughs> no, no, it it wasn't. And and I think the, I think if if uh, if we just if we flooded that show with waterfowlers, um, just because. And I'm not taking anything else away. I'm not taking anything away from any of the other hunts. Um, but we are very. Underrepresented, right? Because the deer hunters, the big game hunters, um, the, and the fit and the, you know, the fishermen, fisher women—is that even a fucking word? Fisherwomen? Fisher women, fisher persons, fisher person, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, people kind, um, you know, like that they, they are, they they're in the spotlight, right? Waterfowlers, especially here in Canada and Ontario, we're not in the spotlight. So let's change it. This is our way to to, to sort of kind of kickstart it and it'll only grow from here. Right. So, um, thanks Mark for, for that because, uh, um, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I've been, I, I, I go, I go every year. I take the kids. Um, last year was real quick uh because my daughter seemed to just want to push the button on the boat and I couldn't get her off of one of the boats I had to rip her out there was screaming crying but I I just said we're leaving but but hopefully this year will be a little better but I try to make it an effort to go every year and I think I've been doing that for the last you know six seven years for sure uh minus the two years that we didn't get it
1: yeah I
0: I personally hate cities I've Fucking hate them. I've lived in a for someone who spent an, a, a very large amount of time in cities. I don't like cities, and uh, I didn't mind going to Toronto Sportsman Show. It was, it was definitely tolerable for someone like myself who really doesn't like cities, uh, just to do it and hang out with friends and stuff. Was and to meet you guys. I know I remember meeting you, Mitch. Uh, Trevor, were you there then too? Yeah, did you pass through? I probably met you then, and yeah, you probably uh, I met have. a lot of people that day, so, yeah. so it's. <laughs> And I'm terrible with names, <laughs> so but anyway it's good seeing you guys tonight, man. It was good chatting it was it was good to see you here and uh, I will see you guys again in the future. who knows? I might make it to the show We'll see yeah,
1: yeah, Merck's gonna yeah, come will. to Toronto. Come <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah he is um yeah, fellas great show um you know to to anybody that's listening um we are exactly who we say we are we're not experts we're a bunch of dudes that just love one another's company um and you know what you don't have to agree with what we say um it, it's our opinion or and i guess my opinion because i'm the one that usually s- says the shit but um you know what write us um, if you want to come on and you want to talk about something that we said, if you disagree with what I said, come on, I've got no problem having a healthy conversation with anybody, um, fire us a message, jump on and, uh, and tell me why I'm wrong. And what I said, cause I I'd, I'd love to hear, it. um, with that, this is the union 0430. We are who we say we are. We're not experts, just a bunch of dudes that just love one another's company and hanging out and talking about hunting birds. Um, Until next time, big love. Oh, and for Jeff Coates, thinking of you, we are.